Christian life, how to live a victorious Christian life. In fact, I shouldn't preach after this, after this. This is just perfect. How to live a victorious Christian life. And today we're talking about faith, faith for everyday, faith for everyday victory, faith for everyday victory. Now, let, let me say, say this. You, you will be surprised how many people don't, don't want to win or how many people live life to survive. Do you know how many people go to work every day, take salary, but they don't intend to win? They don't intend, they just intend to survive. Now, one of the biggest problems we have in this country and in Africa is that if you don't take time, you will get to a place where you have a mentality to survive. Well, if I survive, it's okay. In fact, some of you are in school to survive. All you want is a pass. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Oh, you know how many people have heard them say things like, hey, me, if I go to heaven and I even clean gutter, I'm happy. That's, that's a mindset that is not a mindset of victory. You'll be shocked how many people just take the money in a team, but they have no intentions of having the victory. And sometimes the problem is that if you live life and every time you are defeated, you stop wanting to win. Oh, but I believe there's some champions in here. Oh, 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 oh. There are people here who just don't. Now, if you're here, you just want to survive. I'm not preaching to you. In fact, you can take your stuff and walk out. That's fine. That's all right with me. But I came to talk to some people that want to win. I came to talk to some people that want to have the victory in their life. The Christian life is meant to be a victorious life. Every day you need to win. Every day you need to have the victory. Okay. Now, now watch this now. Every born-again believer has the DNA to win, has the DNA to overcome. Watch this now. 1 John 5, 4. For everyone who is, has been born of God overcomes the world. Everyone. Did he say some people? It says everyone who is born of God, everyone who is born again, has the DNA to overcome the world. Everyone. So how, how come you are not winning? 
How come you're not winning? He says, everyone born of God overcomes the world. So that means that if you are born again, you should be winning. Anybody here? Anybody here? Give me two seconds and I'll preach. So now, without faith, it's impossible to walk in victory. Faith is the way the believer walks in victory. In 1 John 5, 4, it says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, watch this, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So without faith, you cannot overcome the world. Okay, now, that's, that's wonderful, but unfortunately, most people don't know what faith means. Now, I'm not talking about exclusively faith now. We'll deal with that on capacity night next week. But let me try the best to explain faith from a biblical standpoint. Hebrews 1 verse 1, 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance, this is King James, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now that sounds very, you know, faith is a substance. And it sounds like when I was in school, osmosis is blah, 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 blah. And photosynthesis is... Okay, so let's try ESV. Maybe ESV can help us, okay? All right. ESV says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, is the assurance of things hopeful. You are hoping for something, but you are sure it's going to come to pass. And the conviction of things not seen. Now PJ says this. Faith, now this is my definition. Faith is loyalty and commitment to what is unseen. It is loyalty and commitment to what is unseen. When God shows you something that is unseen, how loyal and committed are you to that thing to make sure that it manifests in the physical? That's faith, that's faith, that's faith. But I'm not really talking about faith today, so, so watch this now. Any faith that must be supported by the evidence of five senses is not faith. Any faith that must be, if you claim you have faith and it has to be supported by your five senses, it's not faith. Because the moment, now watch this now, let's say you're believing God for um, a car, a Lamborghini, say, right? And you believe in God for a Lamborghini because a friend of yours has told you that he's going to give you a Lamborghini. And he has one. So you say, I'm believing God for a Lamborghini. That's not faith. 
Because the Lamborghini is already there. Hello? You have seen it. It's not faith. And the person says, I'm shipping it from America to you. Look, and even sends you um, uh, 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 a ledger that says, that, oh, he sent it. And then you are standing in Ghana saying, I'm believing God for a Lamborghini. That's not faith. It is the evidence of things not seen. It is faith when all of a sudden you wake up in one morning and God said to you, I'm going to give you a Lamborghini. You've not seen it. You don't know anybody that got a Lamborghini and you start believing God for it and you are so sure and convinced it's coming. That's faith. A lot of people say they have faith. They don't have faith. Hope is not faith. I'm not talking about faith today. I want to go up to greener pastures tonight, this morning. Hope is not faith. Hope is not faith. Hope is faith's motivator. But hope is not faith. A lot of people call hope faith and settle for hope to hope for hope to be faith. Hope is not faith. Anybody here? Okay, watch us now. Watch us. Watch us. We're going somewhere here. Watch us now. Faith, therefore, is the life source of the Christian life. Is the life source of the Christian life. Faith is the life source of the Christian life. Faith is the life source of the Christian life. Faith is the life source of the Christian life. Romans 1.17 says, For in it the righteous of God, righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith, or the just shall live by faith. The Bible says that about four times in Scripture. Galatians 3.11. Now it is evident that no one is justified or declared righteous before before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by the righteous shall live by okay. Hebrews 10.38. But my righteous one shall live by what? So faith is the life source of the believer. Faith is like the air the believer breathes. So show me a believer that is dead and I'll show you a believer that does not have faith. Because faith is your life source. If there's no faith, there is no life in you as a believer. Anybody here? Faith is your life source, the life source of the believer. Show me a faithless Christian, and I will show you a Christian that is dead. If you ain't got no faith, you're dead. You're gone. Because faith is your life source. Everything we do is by faith. You are saved by faith. You worship by faith. The Bible says, he that comes to God must first believe that he exists and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Can I tell you something? (laughs) I had a good friend. 
he, 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 he's a homosexual. Gay. I heard recently he passed. White man. White man is from New York. A doctor. And he was a friend of mine. He's an agnostic. That's terrible. He's agnostic. He's gay. Oh, my goodness. That's just, I mean, that, that's just too much evangelism for one person. And I used to sit down and we would have discussions with him and say, well, you know what? You know, you know, he used to call me Jay. He used to call me Jay. He said, yo, Jay, Jay, you know, I don't believe in God, Jay. Because God has not shown me enough to believe in him. Well, I said, well, he ain't never, then you're never going to believe in him because the Bible says he that comes to God must first believe that he exists and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is the only way you engage God. God does not talk to you based on your unbelief. God only speaks and engages out of faith. Now, now watch this now. If you're going to see um, President Nanado, right, you cannot tell Nanado how to meet you. Now, if you can't tell Nanadu is a human being, how to meet you? How dare you think you could tell the God, the boss of the world, the CEO of CEOs, how he should meet you? God only meets his people from the platform of faith. So, so um, uh, this goes to all the critical, um, the, 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 this, the whole new movement called critical thinking. Well, well, they can, you can keep on critical thinking all you want. God ain't going to show himself to you because God is not intimidated by your thoughts. You think God is going somewhere to, oh man, they doubt me so much. I really need to show them. Oh my God, I feel so inferior. Why? They don't believe me. What kind of God do you think we're talking about here? <laughs> you think you do think you think you think because you're doubting, for example, you are doubting Nanado that he's a good president, all of a sudden you should show up in your house. Anybody here? So a faithless Christian will always be a Christian that has no life. So faith is your life source. So if faith is my life source, then therefore to destroy a Christian, you need to destroy his faith. If you can mess, the battle is about your faith. If the devil can mess your faith up, then he can mess your Christian life up. The fight is over your faith. The fight is not over your school, over your academics. You know, you say, my academics is under attack. No, 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 no. It's not your academics that is under attack. It's your faith that is under attack. You know how many people that over the years are pastoring, pastoring all these people that come and go from campus and all that. Now, sometimes, uh, 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 you know what happens? Sometimes what happens is that, you know, they come to school, they start 
start uh, doing something, take a leadership position in church, and they start doing something, and then their grades take a hit. And then they, they come the next semester, and they say, well, it's because of my grades that took a hit, so I am no longer going to do any leadership stuff in the church. Uh, the devil just won. Mm. Because they think the fight is about their academics. They don't know that the attack is about your faith. Oh my God. My God, my God, my God. The devil is a liar because he's about to lose. I don't have to be, I don't have to lose my faith because a guy or a girl decided not to date me anymore because I need my faith for the next girl. I don't have to lose my faith because I lost my house because I need my faith for the bigger house that's coming. I don't need to lose my faith because you messed me up because I still need my faith for the bigger stuff. It's not about your car or about your dress. He want to mess your faith up. David lost, I mean, sorry. Joseph lost his first job in Egypt. He was employed. And the CEO was called Potiphar. Then one day, he had done nothing. CEO comes. CEO say, you fired. Not only fired, he places him in jail. But he didn't lose his faith, although he was in jail, because he needs his faith for the bigger stuff. The bigger stuff that was coming, he still needed his faith. Sometimes God will take away something from you. Ah, but you got to understand that you are taking, you are taking the next one by faith. Hallelujah. The devil is after your faith. The devil is after your faith. He's after First Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight. It's a fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Why? Because every time you wake up in the morning, the enemy is attacking. He is after your faith. He wants to mess up your faith. He wants to stop you from believing. He wants you to stop you from having the victory because he knows he can take your faith. He's done with you. You know what the Bible says? When the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? We got too many Christians in our pews that have no faith. Their faith has been messed up because they prayed one time and asked God for something and it didn't come the time that they were looking for it. And that was it. (laughs) Faith is a fight. It's a fight of faith. Are you bringing me my... I'm at here. I'm at you bring me my bow and now. Yes, and, and the shield. Don't worry. This shield is made in 
made in Seoul City. <laughs> now watch this now. I want to show you a verse and I'll close. Now, the, faith is the believer's weapon. Faith is the believer's weapon. It's a weapon. Now I don't have time to talk about all the weapons the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. Watches. All those, all those ones, the helmet of salvation, the breast, all of it is supplied by Jesus. Salvation is given to you by Jesus. The breastplate of righteousness, Jesus gives us righteousness. The belt of truth, the Bible says that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Truth is a person. Anybody here? Then he talks about, now I am not going to talk about the, 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 the sandals of peace, which is the gospel, which is evangelism, actually. And, and that's another story for another day. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But the Bible then comes and says, take up the shield of faith. Now watch this now. Take up. Because you can put it down. Most people have the helmet of salvation. They are saved. They, God has given them the breastplate of righteousness. Because we have imputed righteousness when we get born again. They have the belt of truth. Because if they have Jesus, Jesus is their truth. But they have placed their shield on the ground. And they've gone to a fight and they're losing the fight because their shield is on the ground. Because the enemy strike one time and they gave up and got disappointed and placed their shield on the ground. But the Bible says, take up your shield. Grab your shield. Where is your shield? Grab your shield of faith. Oh, Shakaya. Give me that verse. Give me that verse. Give me that verse. Ephesians 6 16. Grab your shield. Watch this now. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. In all circumstances, not some circumstances, in all circumstances. Watch this now. Take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flame. Flaming darts of the enemy, not some, all. That means that if you have your shield of faith, there is no attack of the enemy you cannot quench. Now, now let me teach you something in a bit. When, when in those times when Paul wrote this, when they would go to war, they would dip their shield in water. Water represents the word of God. They would dip their shield in water. Because if without the word, you ain't got a shield. The word is what makes the shield effective. The word is what makes faith effective. Your faith is ineffective if you ain't got the word of God. So they would dip in water. And the reason why they would dip it in water is because... Draw the, draw the bow and arrow. Draw it. Okay, don't shoot nobody. Now watch this. Come this way because this thing's giving me feedback. Okay.
Watch this. They will put this arrow, they will light it on fire. And when they light it on fire, they will shoot it. So that's why they dip the shield in water. So that when they light it on fire and shoot it, it has no effect on the sheep. And these arrows represent thoughts and attacks of the enemy. Now, when they throw the arrow, they throw it in the air. So if you watch any movie, you see them every time they lock, many times they lock their shields together. That's why you need fellowship with other Christians. Because every time we meet like this, we lock our shields together. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God. We lock our shields. We lock our shields together. Because when you watch movies, you see when they throw the arrow, they throw it plenty. There are many thoughts that come into the spiritual realm. Listen, listen work on my microphone. They, what do you do? There are many thoughts that come into the realm of the spirit. Every day when you wake up, you are bombarded with many thoughts. Let, let me tell you, you know thoughts are spiritual? Let me show you how thoughts are spiritual. How, how, how is it that sometimes you wake up in the morning, you just woke up, and you feel depressed? You've not thought about anything. So you can't say that I was thinking about this that made me depressed. Some way, somehow, when you were asleep, the enemy came and put something in there and you're depressed. Sometimes you are there and you just out of the blue start thinking about something. If the word of your shield is not up, you are in trouble. That's why every day you wake up in the morning, you do your devotion and you read your Bible and you pray. Shields up. Dipped in water. When you wake up in the morning, you dip your shield in water. Shield up. So when the devil tells you, you will not amount to anything. Shield up. I'm the head and not the tail. When he tells you, I'm going to kill you, you say, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I'll say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I'm not sure you can sit down now. Can I tell you something? A lot of people see me and say, you never, you never, you know, so down. You never, you, 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 you always look like you're up and kicking because I always got my shield up. I soak my shield in water. Three, a couple of days ago, I was lying down and people were calling my wife and I, telling us some things and, 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 and my wife wanted to give me my phone, the phone and I said, no, don't give me the phone. I don't want to talk to them because my shield has not yet been soaked in water. So I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to hear nothing. My shield has not been soaked in water. 
My shield has not been soaked. I don't want to hear any bad news because my shield has not been soaked yet. My God, my God. I wake up in the morning and everything that I do soak my shield back in water. The enemy is after your faith. He's not after anything. He just wants you to give up on God. Job's torment was not about his house. It was not about his children. Job's torment was not about his farm. It was not even about his wife. It was about his faith. So when he got boils and he was sick, his sickness was not about his sickness. It was about his faith. So his wife said, why don't you curse God and die? And he said, ah, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Ah, my God. If you understand what the battle is. Listen. I'm not talking about theory. I'm not talking about theory. I'm not preaching religion. Anyone, any Christian that practices his Christian life without faith is not a true Christian. He's a religious person. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about faith. I learned more about my Christian walk. I learned more about it in the three years that my mother was sick and had cancer than I've ever learned in my entire life. When my mother got sick, we started to pray at 72 hour prayer. Then after that, we had consistent prayer always going on. She got well for a year. She got sick again. Every money I know is possible for us to spend. We spent every prayer. I know is possible for us to pray. We pray. She got more sick and more sick. Oh my goodness. But I told you I became a Christian because of my mother's faith. I've never met a woman who had more faith than my mother. Everything she believed God for, she got. Let me tell you about my mother before I tell you anything else. She will wake up in the morning on Christmas Day, during Christmas season. Say, there are no presents under my Christmas tree. Holy Ghost, the laborer is worthy of his hire. Wherever my presents are, let it come. And you know, when we were younger, we, we would laugh at this. Mommy, what kind of prayer is that? And before we knew it, presents were coming in. Every year, a Christmas tree, presents under her tree. During Christmas, my mother would tell us as children, we say, Mommy, what are you getting us for Christmas? He said, Ask God. 
And that's how I used to laugh. Now, now, I, I used to laugh at this, but my sister took it serious. And then she went to her room and started praying and believing God like my mother. And she started getting presents. It was so strange. They would come and give her presents and leave me out. <laughs> my mother was full of faith. One day, I've told you this story before. And hurry up and close. One day, I've told you this story before. She went to Los Angeles, LAX. Left her Bible at LAX. Torn engagement Bible. Some small Bible. It's torn. Came back. She said, I've used this Bible for years. I've wrote many things God told me in that Bible. I left it in the airport. So we're standing there. Now, I was, don't judge me now. I was a carnal Christian. You are like some of you. <laughs> so we're standing at the balcony. And she's like, this is the exact prayer she prayed. The man that sees everything. You know where my Bible is? My both one in Kofan Bremi. I stand in there. <laughs> Mom, who in their right mind will see that? You should see the Bible that she's talking about. Look, I will put it in a dustbin. Who in their right mind will see this Bible and return it? Bible not to After 10 years, you see Bible to be 20 years. Somebody found the Bible. We don't even know who is still yet. Saw where she stayed at in Los Angeles, the address in the Bible, and mailed it to that house. And then she stayed with an auntie of ours called Auntie Eva. And Auntie Eva picked the Bible and sent it. Six months later, it was in Ghana. Look, look, I could go on and on and on and on. That woman had some, when she would, she would, and her confession will not change. Next week, next week, during, during, during capacity nine, I'll talk about how faith works. But watch this now. The fight is on your faith. When she got sick, she prayed. God didn't answer. The woman that many times, I've seen her sick. Seen her sick. And prayed, God healed. This time, God no answer. She got so sick. One day, she was, she was with the driver. And the driver said, do you ever, do you ever wonder? Said, no, 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 I don't ever wonder. That time, my mother had, she had, she was a big woman. She, she became so small, so tiny. When she was sick, sick people would come and she would lay hands on them and pray for them. Never lost her faith. She was praying for healing. She was not healed, but she still believed in healing for other people. Because she knows the fight is about my faith. Oh my God. If God had healed me before, how is it that I doubt him now? Because the fight is about my faith. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. 
Watch Watch While she was sick on her bed of affliction. I don't think, if you, have you seen someone who has cancer before and is dying? It's terrible. On the bed of her affliction, she would say, um, this woman's husband has died. She doesn't have money. You people, buy, buy, get money and go and buy her a coffin so that she can bury her, her husband. And she couldn't even talk well. But she was thinking of other people. You, you are well. You are selfish. Listen, listen, we got to be careful. You are well, but you are selfish. Thursday. Thursday. She called her driver. Um, 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 I haven't paid my tax this month. So go and pay it for me. Because the angels have said they are going to come and carry me away. Thursday. Listen, listen, listen. There is something beyond us. And if you don't realize that, if you don't, look, look. So he gave the money to a driver. Ajete went and paid. She, no, no, he went. He didn't go on Thursday because he said he's waiting for Sunday. Friday evening, night, my sister had come from London. She was by her side. Said, Eunice, above for Nabo, the angels are here. They are coming to carry me away. Also, for my sister said, Mommy is going crazy. The pain has gotten into her head. She didn't know that it was true. She was not playing. That day, after she said it, she stopped talking. Whole of Saturday, did not speak. Sunday, we came to church. I finished preaching. When I finished preaching, something just said to me, you need to go and see your mother. She was waiting for us. When we got to the house, about 15 minutes later, after my dad had gone in and said bye-bye, and I went in and held her hands like this, she gave up the ghost. Never wavered in faith. Never. One time. Because she always said that either ways I'm getting healed. Because either I get healed now or when I get up to glory, I'm not going with cancer. Either ways I'm getting healed. That is what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The assurance that God will never fail. You know what Hebrew says? Many of them did not get what they had hoped for, but they knew. Faith is beyond what is on the earth realm. You know what? But many people, the, the, the teaching of faith has always been only about what is here. Gave up the ghost. Gave up the ghost. Before she died, 
she wrote exactly how she wants her funeral. I'll say it in cheek because it's already. I don't remember. I don't want that any of those things there. And I don't want anything. I don't want that. Sing hymns. Praise God. Sing hymns. Let the hymns go on. Because I'm going up to glory. Let the hymns go on. What kind of Christian life do you think you are living? The fight is a fight of faith. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. Don't let anybody take it away from you. And when you hold on to your faith, God has a way of honoring you Honoring you. Honoring you. If you were at my mother's funeral, you would have thought a general. And yes, she was a general. But you would have thought that it was a military general who had died. Because the way we buried her. Go and look at where she's buried. Right there, behind her. The way she was honored. Even in death, she prophesied on how her funeral should be. And it came to pass. We did not spend one peswa on my mother's funeral. On one, my wife was like, Mommy, to throw and all you need. We are there, someone said, I'm bringing this. I'm bring- we didn't spend a peswa. But if I tell you how much money went into the funeral, She said, I want flowers, fresh flowers. Fresh flowers. She prophesied it. I want flowers. That's what I, I want flowers. Hey, mama, mama, papa, mama, me say, you know. On the open in your mouth, shop, shop. Mama, mama, me say, you know. I want fresh flowers. Her flowers, your craft flowers, new for her Don't lose your faith. Hold on to it. I shared those two things with you because she saw her faith work on this earth. And before she passed on to glory, she saw her faith on another level. You hold your faith when it's good. You hold your faith when it's bad. The people that brought you the gospel, do you know what happened to them? You know what happened to them? Many of them died. We are talking about people who pray for people, for them to get up, lame people to walk. Yet died. Deaths where they were beheaded and other stuff. What kind of faith do you think we have? Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. Somebody stand to me.